Yeah, you got a high bottom, a high bottom, a high bottom. Did you guys bring testing straps? Mushrooms changed my life. We just didn't even know to do it. Okay. I only get coke on the weekends, which is like Wednesday. It's therapeutic. Hey, welcome back to High Bottom. High Bottom! <laughs> um, I think for the first time this week... I came to the conclusion that I am an alcoholic. Like that really sunk in and I feel like I've accepted that and I've never been able to do that before or not not that I haven't been able to do that but I just wasn't sure about it. Um I was supposed to get drinks with a friend recently, not drinks, I was going to meet him at a bar. And I was like fixated on this idea from like three years ago where we got drinks together and I had two drinks and then I stopped. And I remember feeling so good about that and feeling so thankful that I wasn't an alcoholic. And this time meeting up with him, I was, I guess, kind of obsessed with that idea once again. I was like, man... It would be really cool if I could just meet up with him and just get two drinks. And I could not stop thinking about that. And I shared about it in a meeting. And as I was sharing, I was like, oh, my God, I'm a fucking alcoholic because I'm so obsessed with that one time three years ago where I just had two beers. (laughs) And the fact that I even remember it as being like a significant thing is crazy. Like, I, I, I just, I don't think most people do that, but I can remember the exact moment and the feeling of saying to myself, wow, this is great. Good job, Matt. Great self-control. Um, a woman shared in the meeting the other day, and her gender is important, but she said that she can't say that she can't control her drinking. That's not, like, her experience, but she can't she can't predict the times that she's not going to be able to control her drinking. And that resonates with me so much because I've often said to myself like, well, there's like this example and that example of times where I didn't go too far, but she's saying she can't predict the times that she's going to go too far and it's not going to be able to control it. And that's what qualifies her as an alcoholic. And I really damn like that did it for me. I was like, okay, shit like that is me. That is true. Um, I heard another guy say at a meeting, God, I'm just like spitting knowledge. Um, He said something along the lines of, I have an insatiable obsession to control the way I feel. And I think, I, I don't know if that's just an addict thing or just a human thing or maybe both, but think everyone can relate to like those moments where like you're pretty drunk and then you're coming down and you just like have to get something else to maintain that like perfect feeling and when you run out of stuff it gets really scary and messy like I mean I immediately think of coke and just going back to coke and wanting just like one more line and one more line and then like you're too high and you have feel jittery so then you have to like smoke a little bit of weed and the same thing with like doing K and Coke together. It's like K, you just get like a little too disoriented. So then you need a little bump of Coke to make you more present, I guess. But then you do too much Coke and you're like too high wired. It's exhausting. When I think about it right now, it seems I remember so many times when I would be high and I was like, I'm doing, 
I was like, I'm drunk and I did Coke, so I'll be less drunk. And then I did K, so I'll be a little, you know, fun. And then I did more Cokes that I won't be too crazy. And now I'm too coked out, so I'm smoking a little weed so that I'll come down. And that, so I'm doing all of these substances, like going up and down and up and down and up and down just so I can be at like a normal place. And it's like, why did I do any of it? I could have just not drank. You know, I could have just not done any drugs just so I could be at the same place. Like I'm doing all this maintenance to get to a nothing. Doesn't really make sense. Um, Yeah, I don't know. The, The other day though, my sponsor had me like go through step one through three and read them in the big book. And... I was reading Bill's story, which is like, you know, it's like such an eye roll that like this white dude named Bill started Alcoholics Anonymous. But um, I was resonating with so much in his story. And in the past, when I've had sponsors, they've like steps one through three have just been like a conversation we've had on the phone where it's like step one is just um, we admitted that we were um, we admitted that we could not control our drinking and that our lives had become unmanageable. We were powerless over alcohol and our lives had become unmanageable. Jesus Christ. Um, And I think for the first time when I was saying that, I really got it. I don't, it's like, it's not a, and it's kind of a relief. Like I just, I don't need to second guess that anymore, but it's crazy because in the past I was like, "Uh, I don't really know if I am. And it sucks because I had to go out those two times and like go experiment. And that's like what the book says to do. But I think I needed to do that. Like I had to do that to figure it out for myself. I was being earnest. Like I wasn't being, I wasn't like lying to myself. Like that's where I was at that time. That's like what I knew to do. And so that's, that's what happened. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't like trying to be manipulative, although I probably was in some weird way, like fucking with my own head. But yeah, this was the first time where I was like, damn, like it is a relief to just know that and to be okay with it and not just like rush through that. Cause in the past it's been like, okay, like I don't really know if that's true, but let's, let's move on to the other steps. But it's like, if you can't get the foundation for the first one, like why would you move on to the others? I don't know. Everyone's different, but it, it feels, it feels new and different this time in a way that it hasn't in the past. And I'm pretty thankful for that. God, this is so earnest. Um, I have a show tonight and there's some really good comics on it. I'm the only comic who's not like an established writer or like television personality. And I'm like feeling the urge to like impress people. And then I'm just reminded like, who gives a fuck? Like these people, uh, I'm not going to have any fun on stage. Anytime I do like a showcase and I'm like, I have to show people like, this is me. Like, and I like, I'm like dying for like that one. For some reason, every time I'm in a show with Beth Stelling, like I either like bomb or she like, I do well. And then she like gets there right as I leave or she, yeah, she gets there right as I'm like done and that, like it kills me, but I'm like, who, like, it's fine. Like what, like Beth Selling's going to see me do stand up, and then suddenly my life is going to be great. Like, why do I need that validation? You know, uh, she's great. I think she's so fucking funny and she's always been incredibly kind when I've talked to her. Um, but yeah, I'm having that feeling again and tonight with this show and I'm just reminding myself that it doesn't really matter. I have 
material I can be prepared. I also do this thing where I'm like, you know what? My material is so boring to me. Like I should try to do, I should really like really show them who I really am tonight and do like completely new stuff. And I'm like, why, why do I have to do that? Why don't I just do what is wrong with me that I feel like I can't just do things that I know already work. Like if someone, because one person on that show has seen me perform before, if they see me do the same jokes twice, I have this like imposter syndrome where I'm like, they know that I am lying and that this didn't actually happen to me last week. And it's like, yeah, that's comedy. That's like every single comedian's story. Like, obviously when you say like, I was at a bar last night and blank, it's like, yeah, we know you weren't there last night. This happened probably four years ago. Okay. And that's fine. Um, I need to get over it. It's a form of self-sabotage that really, fucks me up. I was like that horrible, horrible, God awful show. I hope that place burns to the ground in New York that like sent me spiraling. That's what I did there. I like refused to do jokes that I knew worked because I wanted to like mix it up and show them that like, I don't, I don't know who was I fucking proving myself to. It makes no sense to me. Um, so yeah, I want to just do stuff that that's fine. I can just do stuff that I know works because a, I wrote the material. This is stuff that I wrote and it has worked in the past, meaning that it's funny. So there's no, like, who's the imposter? I'm the imposter. Cause I didn't write a brand new, like 15 minute set today. Like I would never say that to anyone else. And I see other comics. I get excited when I see them do certain jokes. I literally will request jokes from friends. And I will request jokes from friends. Sometimes like if a friend is on a lineup, I'll be like, Oh my God, please tell me you're doing that joke. I'm obsessed. when you do that? You know? And, and maybe, maybe Lord willing, some blue haired 12 year old will be in the audience and she'll be like, yes, Matt, do that one joke about Eskimos. I don't know. Um, there's like been a theme of synchronicity in my life recently. Um, and I don't want to, um, mistake it for happenstance or just coincidence, but things are like coming out of nowhere into my life. And it's been really cool. And, I think it's because I've been like really, really in tune with just like my whole purpose for the past month has just been to like go to meetings and like humble myself and like try to kind of reconnect with God. And it seems like from doing that, like I, in the way I envision it in my mind, it's like, my world has been operating in this frequency where I'm like letting God do things. And now God is like throwing things at me and putting things in my life out of nowhere. And it's, it's kind of bizarre. And like, it makes me, makes me have hope for the first time in a long time. Uh, the show I'm doing tonight, a girl messaged me out of the blue and was like, Hey, do you want to do this show? It pays X amount of money, which I never get paid to do stand up. And I mean, in LA, you know, like that doesn't happen very often. Um, and yeah, she just like, and I was just like, why me? Like, I'm not like an, you know, I'm not like one of the top comics here. Um, like I'm, I'm not on the same level as the other comics in the lineup, but she threw that my way. And I was like, damn, okay. Like this came out of nowhere. You know, I was feeling like kind of in a rut with stand up, and then I'm just like given this great opportunity and I'm like, cool. Like, thank you. Um, and then I've been working these random production gigs. Like a buddy passed me on the street who I knew from program and I hadn't seen in a few years. And I was like, Hey, I'm at Tropical, like this cafe. 
and I told him to come say hi to me. And he's like, sorry, I got to go to work. And I texted him like jokingly. And I was like, man, I wish I had a job. And then he was like, do you want to work today? And I was like, sure. And then within five minutes, I was like getting, I was like on a production team for a printer commercial. And now I've been on that team for like two weeks and I've been working for them. And it's just like a, a gig, like it ends on Saturday. But like that came out of nowhere for me from someone passing by and me reaching out and saying hi like okay i i could i could just overlook this stuff and just be like wow like you know it's random but it feels like i'm kind of getting like it feels like i'm kind of being like given these like little gifts of encouragement and it's really cute and sweet and really yummy and i like that um a guy reached out to me offering to pay me for sex on an app and I am behind in my rent. I owe $2,500. I, I have some of that saved up and I'm almost ready to pay it off. But still, it's very stressful to do that post me getting fired. So this guy offered me money for sex and I said, sure. And he was like, how much? And I was like, three fifty an hour, you know, thinking he's going to be like, that's crazy. And I was like, um, and he was like, okay, cool. Two hours. And I was like, okay, damn, that would be great. 700 bucks do I want to have sex with this person? No. Is it like completely almost, I'm so bad. I'm so bad at this type of thing because unfortunately I can only have sex with people I'm attracted to. (laughs) Um, and I, I'm not really into this guy, but like I do need money and I don't know. Part of it almost feels like it's like self inflicted, like assault. Um, but whatever this guy didn't even have a picture of his face um and so it's like you know surprise who's gonna be the person that i have to put my penis inside of because they always want to get fucked um and anyways this guy comes over um i'm not attracted to him um and he sits on the couch and he's super super sweet he's like 36 and he um he's a really kind person and i end up talking to him And for the next two hours, I proceed to ask him question after question after question, pretty much conduct like a full on like Oprah Royal Wedding interview of this guy's life. And um, then the time goes by and I didn't take off any of my clothes and he paid me. So I performed a two hour therapy session. I literally told this man that I I was like pumping. I was like really really like getting him excited about himself and pumping him up I was like you need to be so confident in who you are like the most sexy quality I think in a person is confidence like there are people that I've met in life who I would not swipe on in an app but because of their personality I find them to be incredibly attractive and I was like you need to own who you are and he was like wow you're right like that's so true and I was like do you have a therapist that and he was like, I don't. And I was like, okay, let's look up some therapists. We're like going through local therapists in his area, trying to find one that's a good fit for him. Like, I I don't know what to, I believe that I bless this person's life. Um, And like we, he gave me a big hug and a kiss on the cheek at the end. And he was like, you're so different than the other guys. Like the other guys, like, you know, I walk in the door and they just rip my clothes off. But like you, like really, like you really want to get to know me and stuff and he's like do you think we could like hang out outside of this like as friends and I'm like 
absolutely not. I mean, I don't say this, but in my head, I'm like, dude, I am being paid to spend time with you. That's This is transactional. And I really was being empathetic and loving to him, but it's like, it's like, dude, like I'm an actor and maybe this is gross of me, but like, I don't know for this time being, I really was investing and in choosing to like, let go of myself and just like hear this person out. But because I was like trying to drain the clock, you know, because I did not want to get naked with him. Um, and I successfully did that. And I think that is a skill that I wish I could put on a resume, like was paid for two hours of sex without having sex <laughs> and the client left happy like probably <laughs> healthier and happier than any other client and he was obsessed um and we watched two episodes of abbott elementary <laughs> while this happened like while we're just like while i'm learning everything possible about this person's life um i know way too much about him i'm not going to divulge any information but really great guy and I think he has a lot you know I was talking to him about how he I was like you truly desire intimacy and you want a partner and I think that's something very achievable for you and he was like you are just ah, you are so nice and I was like in my mind I'm like I'm also being paid um yeah anyways I'm feeling really really I'm feeling hopeful these days and I have this like little, little bit in my brain that is telling me that things are going to be okay. And I haven't felt this in a long time, but there's this, there's this small bit of me that has like hope for the future. A small bit of me that's like, maybe there are really good things coming for me that are like, I don't have to worry about it. And like, I'm starting to believe that there is, I don't know. A God who wants good things for me. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say that it's really earnest and cheesy, but I think it's true. Um, and it feels good. And I want to like run with that feeling and just have a sense of hope. And I, I guess I would just accredit that to like the type of people I've been spending time with people who are like constantly working on bettering themselves in this core idea of the best way to become a happier person is to help others. And it's like counterintuitive, but the best way to fix your life is to not like spend all of your time obsessing over yourself because I don't know, things just kind of fall in place. <sighs> yeah. Anyways, I have to go to the show tonight. I really hope it goes well. Um, yeah. I want Sydney Washington to think I'm funny. And then I have to drive straight to the desert and do this like printer commercial job where I just like, I don't know, pick up paper towels for people or something stupid. And yeah, that's my weekend. Maybe I'll watch Bros and Avatar because they re-released it in theaters. Okay, um, that is my high bottom. You guys I hope you all realize. I only did coke on the weekend, so it's like Wednesday. It's therapeutic.